Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Thank you for your anointing that is present this morning. Something good is going to happen to us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're going to read Matthew chapter 2, verse number 11. And when they were come into the house... They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. And the gifts were made up of what? Gold and frankincense and myrrh. Praise the Lord. We're considering surging in ministry, part five. And we have been treating servanthood. This will be the third part in treating servanthood. What is the meaning of surge? It is a sudden forward movement or a sudden upward movement in life. So the waves of the sea can surge. Football teams can surge. We call it counterattack. When they surge, it's difficult to catch them. When Usain Bolt is running, he doesn't surge right from the beginning. Most of the time, you will see him doing the first 20 meters with his head down. When he lifts his head up, everything ahead of him goes behind him. That is surging. Surging in driving is what is called acceleration. Surging in flight is what is called a thrust. So you see that you have left your plane of operation and you are in another level. May you be in another level of ministry. Please take your seat. So, in verse 11, we are told about the three wise men who went to Jesus. And when they got to the house where he was, the Bible said they saw the young child and um, they fell down. They worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, we have spoken about a number of features that true servants must have. Praise the Lord. Here we see the three wise men going to the house where baby Jesus has been born. He's born a king. And uh, when they went there, they started worshipping him. They fell down, a sign of humility. And they opened their treasures. We spoke about openness or yieldedness in ministry. And uh, we talked about the fact that they gave. But the first point we made was the fact that they went there with joy and admiration for the born king. And so these are things you need as a true servant to be able to surge in ministry. Many more will come, but at least for this level, you need these things. So when we made a statement last time on Thursday when I was teaching on um, the features of true servanthood, and I said that some people 
opened their treasure but refused to bring out the gift inside the treasure. <laughs> so there can be people in the church who God has blessed and everyone knows God has blessed. They themselves have come to tell the Lord and that he has blessed them. So they opened their treasure, but they refused to give him a gift. So we want to consider here what was inside the treasure box of these three wise men. Praise the Lord. First of all, the Bible said in verse 11, watch it very clearly and carefully, that, and when they had opened their treasures, everybody say treasures. When they had opened their treasures, the Bible said that they now presented unto him gifts. So every child of God has got treasures inside of them. If you are a priest, you have got treasures in you. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible is very clear about the child of God. It said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So here we see the treasure of Jesus in us. We see the treasure of God living in a man. So we are the earthen vessels, and we have Jesus in us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the Trinity, the Godhead, taking his habitation in us. And that's the divine treasure you and I have. This treasure is worth than any other thing the world can give you. So we have this treasure in this earthen vessel. Say, my vessel is not treasureless. Praise the Lord. So when we open your spirit right now, you realize that there are things God has put in you. There are blessings because Jesus is also the embodiment of all the blessings of God. So when he's in you, then the blessings are in you. So you can imagine that the bank is rich because all the deposits are in the bank. Is that also? Yeah, that's why thieves don't go to the toilet to rob. God, there's nothing there. Praise the Lord. We go to the bank to rob. Because the bank is rich. And one bank is richer than other banks. That's why some banks have been collapsed. Because they couldn't meet the minimum requirement of, of GOB, Bank of Ghana. Praise the Lord. So some people, <laughs> everyone has treasure. And uh, these banks, you know, you, do you know that they were all given a minimum level f- for operation. To start a bank, you need a set a minimum level to operate. Is that also? Yes. Why is it that some people were able to grow their, their minimum capital capitalization and some people were not able to grow it? So all of us having Jesus in us, you see that same Jesus in us as a capital, some people refuse to grow in it. And others grow. And the people who don't grow after a while, it's taken away from them. Like the parable of the talent. Everyone was given something. But the ones who didn't work with it, who didn't gain by trading, what was in their hand was taken. And then Jesus says something again. He says that 
He who has more shall be given, and he who does not have, even what they have, shall be taken away from them. You see that banks have started on equal pecking, but some people get shut down, and others are made to continue. Your bank, you, your bank, you shall continue in Jesus' name. When you have the treasure of God in you, you have to know that it won't grow by itself. And as a servant, you should have the mind of stewardship. Because if you don't grow the treasure that is in you, the real owner will come for it. Because you must render accountability on a daily basis. And your daily gradual profit making will accumulate to your total profit making when the master now finally comes for the moment of accountability. So we have to live on a daily basis. We need to live a profitable life on a daily regular basis. So the wise men who were true servants who went to serve Jesus, when they went, the Bible said they opened their treasures. Treasures must be opened. Some people have got closed treasures. Closed bank. When you are going to the bank to redraw money and you go and they say the bank is closed, how do you feel? Very frustrated. Especially if you don't have other means of redrawing. Bank is closed. Bank doesn't work. Before, banks used to work Monday to Friday. Now they realize that the demand is higher. In the end times, the demand for ministry and the demand for servanthood is going to be much higher than it used to be. That's why you see people doing weekend banking. Some, there are special arrangements. Some even, the weekend banking is only on Saturday. Some even do it on Sunday. As we are talking right now, there are churches that banks are open there right now. And when the offering is guarded, it's going straight into the bank, even though it's Sunday. You understand? If you go to Witness in Canaan land, there are about at least five banks there. Every service. The offering is heavy. They count it throughout the whole week. One service. God have mercy. It's happening here. Now, if witness is so, you can imagine redeem. Banks, they can't carry the money to bank. The bank is on ground in the church. <laughs> Several banks. One bank cannot count that money. It's powerful. I said it's happening in the keeper's house. I already see it in Jesus' name. So it is so because the people in those churches have opened their treasure. They have opened their treasure box. Some people have money box in their rooms they have never opened. Never opened their treasure box. But for the king to receive a gift, the treasure box must be opened. Whatever is in you must be unpacked. Praise the Lord. So within the treasure box of every believer are gifts for the worship of Jesus Christ. Within your treasure box, there are what? Gifts. Look at what the scripture said. They opened their treasure. They had opened, when they had opened their treasures, because there were many treasures, they presented unto him what? Gifts. It's when you decide to open up your life to serve, that you'll be able to see your gift being presented unto the king. 
So the, the first point of call after receiving Jesus where your gift gets presented unto the Lord instead of the devil or yourself is when you enroll, you make yourself available to serve. Praise the Lord. When you enlist, when you enroll, you make yourself available to serve. That is when you have started presenting your gift unto the Lord. They presented their gift unto the They opened up. You can't be in the church and shut up. You can't be in the church and you are closed up. You are not in any department. You are not doing anything for the Lord. You come and go. No. No matter who you are, you must be doing something for the Lord. And some people, you started doing something for the Lord and your momentum has gone down. So you are not presenting gifts unto the Lord. The gift means that you are giving something and you are giving all of that thing without receiving it back. Some of us are holding the middle of the gift. My time is not for you. Half of the time is for you and half is for me. I know one. Yeah. Busy. But you need to, when he says something is a gift, you, are, you have given it out and sometimes you are not even expecting anything in return. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or when you give someone a shoe as a gift, then after a while they say, oh, let me wear some of the shoe. What kind of a partial gift is that? It's not a gift in the face alone. <laughs> Some of us, what we are giving to the Lord is what? Alone. When I'm not busy, when I don't work, when I don't have a job, when I'm not married, when I'm not schooling, when I'm not saying, you can have me. But once I start doing something for myself, he ain't going to have me again. You can't search in ministry like that. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Nothing should change what is in your treasure box from a gift to a loan. You can't be renting things to the Lord. It's like you are doing car hire. Hire services to the Holy Spirit. Today I'm ready for hire. Tomorrow I can't, I'm not available. I'm not ready. I think you can go go to the next company and just get a new Land Cruiser for yourself because my Jaguar is, is, is not available. Not available today. <laughs> but you must give it to him. Praise the Lord. Come on now. You must give it to him. Give thyself holy. That's what the Bible said. You must give thyself what? Holy. That's when you become a gift. That's when God, and when your gift is presented unto the Lord, he makes it more powerful than it was inside you. He makes it, there are some people who give, some people when you lodge your something with them, they return it to you more valuable than when it was in your hands. It's not everything in your hands that you can control and polish yourself. There are hands that can make it better than even you. That is 
the in quote original owner. Are you here now? When you present your life into the hands of Jesus Christ as a gift, he is going to make you shine brighter than you can shine for yourself. That's why we work in the church. That's why we serve him. We serve him with everything. I'm going to unpack it, but I, I want to eat from this anger that you have to get to that point where you say, Lord, I am a gift presented unto you. I'm not holding back again. Not one leg in, one leg out. I'm in fully. Praise the Lord. I'm fully in. I'm on board. Let the flight take off. It's not here or there. This or that. I'm in fully. Everyone who is a believer must be a servant in the church. When it is like that, out of that gift, you'll be able to present gold. That's the first thing they, they presented. That's where we're unpacking now. Are we unpacking now? Yes. Praise the Lord. What kind of gift did they give to baby Jesus? The ministry. And the gifts were clearly intended to honor Jesus. The first gift they gave if you look at verse number 11, is that, and when they presented unto him gift, the first gift was, well, let's say it together. So 1 Kings chapter 10, Queen of Sheba went to King Solomon and gave him a lot of gold. So what is the significance of the gold that they gave to Jesus? We want to unpack it. So gold was particularly associated with royalty and nobility because of its scarcity and immense value. Most of the time, they use gold to make coins or money, jewelries. But most importantly, great kings had a royal crown shaved and made out of gold. Praise the Lord. Kings wore golden crowns. So gold represents royalty and nobility. And it's scarce. It was scarce then and it's still scarce now. Immense value. So what does it mean in application? When we see the gift we are presenting unto the Lord as gold, which represent royalty and nobility, then we are seeing the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We are seeing him as King of Kings. Praise the Lord. That's why we want to give our gift of gold unto him, that he is a King of Kings. And when a king rules, his subjects must be loyal. His subject must be what? Loyal, loyal and follow obediently. You see? So, what is it we can bring that offense, loyalty, and obedience unto the Lord? If you see the Lord as king of kings, if you see him as your Lord, your savior, your king of kings, then he is a king, and then the subject, we are his subject, we are his children, then we must present unto him our gold. 
We must present unto him our loyalties. We must present unto him our obedience. So the question is, what is it that you are presenting unto the Lord and you can really call it loyalty and obedience? In this church, can you say you are loyal to the Lord? Can you say you are obedient to the Lord? Can you say you are loyal to the work of God? You are obedient to the work of God, to the instructions? Because a king suffers when the subjects are disobedient. When they don't hold any loyalty to the throne. Praise the Lord. When you are giving your gold unto the Lord, you are saying, I'm giving my loyalty, I'm giving my obedience, I'm there. Praise the Lord. That's why I told you that to serve well, you need to have joy and admiration for the king. Some people don't have joy and admiration for their king. That's why we have been holding in different cities, but you see. Powerful. The message is clear. Your gold is your loyalty. Your gold is your obedience. So in this church, what is it that you are giving to the Lord that you can call that this is my gold standard of service? What is your gold standard of service? If you are giving more to your job than you are giving to God, is that your gold standard? H. Look at someone say, H. What is your gold standard? We need to give gold to the Lord. Tell somebody we need to give gold to the Lord. Royalty and nobility and gold. You see, all these things I'm going to show you, they were part of the temple worship. Gold was part of the temple worship. If you went to the most holy place, which is called the Holy of Holies in the sanctuary, the inner chamber, the holiest or the, the innermost chamber was overlaid with gold plus every other vessel there. The altar, the, the ark, um, the ark that bore the, 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 the angels and, the, and the, the, the blah, 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 inside the staff and the, the staff that bothered and the, and, the, and the, I'm trying to remember all those things in the, the plagues, the, the, the plots of commandment. Praise the Lord. Everything was overlaid with gold. So the cherubim and the seraphim, or the angels there, on the, on the distance, they were everything, the staves, everything, gold. The walls, gold. And it was at the entrance of that holies, holy of holies that the presence of the Lord um, was activated. Praise the Lord. And then the priest could make the sacrifice. So likewise, you see the incarnation of Jesus heralded the presence of God, which is Emmanuel, God with us. And then he now offered himself the sacrifice that saved all humanity. Are you here now? It's a gold standard. It's a gold standard. In the presence of God, there must be gold. The real presence of God must be coated and overlaid with gold. Golden loyalty, golden obedience, not half. For the presence to saturate the earth, Jesus had to be here. Beautiful. If you are a child of God, you want the presence of God in your life. Your, your loyalty 
Everything you are giving to God must not be scraps. It must be golden. It must be what? He's a king of kings, so he deserves the best. He deserves the best. So, accumulation of gold was one of the chief measures of wealth. I'm getting it now. We are unpacking it now. Are we unpacking it now? Accumulation of gold. Then, it was in the Bible days, it was one of the chief measures of wealth that if somebody was said to be wealthy, one of the ways to measure that was to measure how much gold that person had accumulated was one of the standards. So if you look at Genesis chapter 13 verse 2, very quickly, Genesis 13 verse 2. And Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in what? Gold. These are all measurements for one who could call himself what? Rich. And gold was the highest standard. Cattle dies, gold doesn't die. Silver is lesser than gold. Gold standard. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 8. I'm just showing you that the accumulation of gold was one of the measures of real, real riches and wealth. I, I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasure of kings of the provinces. So you see that the peculiar treasure of kings from the provinces were in silver and in what? Gold. I got me singers and women singers and the delight of the sons of men as musical instrument and that of all sorts. So you can see that even kings reckon their wealth in silver and in what? Gold. Then in servants. Golden servants. Singers. So if you are serving, it has to be Golden. You are an usher, you have to be a golden usher. Maybe we should have a golden badge for some ushers here. Golden badge for, for some, some ministers here. You cannot give anything that is, the standard is lesser than gold. Anytime you have an opportunity to serve the Lord and honor God, whatever you are giving as your treasure, as a gift unto the Lord, must be golden. That when you have disloyalty, one leg is in, one leg is out. Your heart, half heart, it, half heart is in, half heart is out. That's why you can easily get offended and leave the place. Because what, look, when you are seven in a, in, a, in a kingdom, things will hit you. Praise the Lord. But your loyalty must be golden. Praise the Lord. So you see that riches were seen in the accumulation of gold. What it tells is that the gold enabled, and you see, in Matthew chapter 2, when we're talking about what is the significance of Jesus receiving that gold as a gift? In Matthew 2, 11. What's the significance? Because when you go down the verses, you'll find out that Jesus' family came under an attack from Herod. And the Lord spoke to the family to run out of that city and go to Egypt. Now, theologians believe that these gifts that were given to them, the gold, the frankincense, and the man, they were the, the gold especially was what enabled the family to liquidate, to run out of the city. 
Because when a king is looking for you in a city to kill you, you don't just bother trotter to run away. You need a special conveyor, a transporter. And that will mean you will pay, pay some very heavy duty price to run out of town. Because there's security everywhere. They are looking for you everywhere and all of that. It is this gold that they were able to make a lot of arrangement. That's what some, some, some manuscript believes that happened. So it, it enabled them. It gave them liquidity to be able to make the journey. Liquidity for mobility. I'm feeling it already. So, when a ministry lacks gold, the wickedness in the territory can ground that ministry. When a ministry lacks wealth, Jesus' family, if they didn't have the wealth, Herod would have killed this baby, possibly. Are you here now? But when the Holy Ghost said to them that ran out of Egypt, he didn't give them any money. The money was given by the servants. I don't know if you are here. The money was given by what? It was given by servants. So when you are in a ministry and you are a true servant, you release your gold, you release your money. I'm talking about physical cash. Praise the Lord. Release it. Your physical cash. If a ministry is not rich, lives can be taken. When a ministry lacks money, people can aspire like that. The power that Herod looking for the baby Jesus can ground that baby Jesus. A ministry can be grounded on the platform of poverty or lack of resources. That's why stewardship is very important. So when you are in church and God blesses you, you don't hold on to the money like that. You open your treasure to us, but you don't bring out the gift. What kind of life is that? He says, come, 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 come and see my internet banking. I got these figures in the six zeros, six zeros. But your offering is very small. Oh. When God blesses you as a believer, you must release that treasure. Or else... The kingdom will suffer. A sign that you are loyal. The Bible says that where a man's treasure is, the same place is an indication of where his heart is. So the treasure goes in the direction of the heart. So you can't say, I love the Lord, and you are holding your money from the Lord. Whether you are young, you are old, you are a student, you are a worker, you are not a worker... All of us can be giving so much unto the work of God. People give lands, it's gold. People give cars, it's gold. A church was trying to buy a property. People came to park their Porsche cars. Pastor, sell it. Range Rover, sell it. Lamborghini, sell it. Jaguar, sell it. Liquidate lands. If it is not so, other religions will build mega temples 
And we can be priding ourselves, Ghana is a Christian nation, Ghana is a... By the time we know, Ghana is something else. The power of Satan will grow stronger when the church is poor. The church must be rich. The church in the Bible was rich. In Solomon's time, the church was rich. In the days of Moses, when they said they were building a temple, the Bible said people brought so much gold that Moses went to God. He said, the gold he said we should bring, you know. The people have brought her. Now we don't even have where we can keep it. He don't do. And Moses went back and begged the people that this church is like, you give offering too much. Don't give offering again. It's okay. I made it happen here. Amen. This one that we are begging. They didn't have the Holy Ghost that time. But the Bible says that these were men whose hearts were stirred by God. If you are not a giver, it's a sign that you have not yielded your heart to be stirred by the Holy Ghost. Some people, they are hurt. The Holy Ghost is trying to touch you. He said, no, no, God, this is not flesh. This is stone. Stone heart. Maybe we should call you living stone. You have made up your mind there. As for you, no matter how the Lord stirs you up, oh, you, you, you tell yourself that I will vibrate her and after that and I will settle. <laughs> so God is speaking to you. Release that thing. Release that thing. And you don't want to. When God says release this and you go to release something else, that is not gold. That is wood. It's what? It's touch. As I'm preaching right now, come on now. God will be ministering to you today and going forward how you should be generous to his work. You can't be serving in a church and all you do is offerings. All you do is tithe. For you to be valuable in the hand of the Lord. That is why Bible did not record everyone who went to see baby Jesus. The Bible recorded only the people who opened their treasures and brought out their gold unto the king that had been born. Many other people possibly went to the house to visit here and there, but their visit was inconsequential. It was irrelevant. Watching with your eyes, there. once you are not blind, you can see. And telling somebody, say, Congratulations for pushing for even if you don't congratulate the person, as the person who pushed out the baby. No, let's talk now. Let's talk now. Does that, that's, that's your congratulations change anything in the, the bed process? And your lack of congratulation does it change anything? No impact. You are not part of the pain. You will not be part of the breastfeeding. In the night when the baby wakes up, you will still not be there. What does the thank you do? Or congratulation? Or, or talk, talk, talk. Tell somebody, talk, talk is the reason why many people will not be recorded for blessing. Some people went to see the baby, baby Jesus and it was just talk all day long. Talking. Ah, Afrenu, you're fine. 
It's really a king. Wow, royal baby. Royal what? Baby royal. Royal, royal, royal. It doesn't, all those people who went to do that, they didn't write their name in the Bible. That heaven doesn't record talk. Action bag with treasure, gift. Eish. And I love it that they didn't only remain in the treasure realm because treasure can be intrinsic. It might be something that's intangible. But they came to the gift realm and they now mentioned the gift. They were material, tangible, gold, frankincense, man. So you can't say that, oh, I'm giving it my time. Oh, I'm giving it my energy. No, they have mentioned gold there. My body, now God, I go give a more. My body, he there for my God. Media, oh, I'm giving it the bass guitar. No. Bass guitar. You never bet me a Before the bass guitar will come, no. Is it tongues we pray for the bass guitar to come? If your money doesn't go, love is not seen. <laughs> your money must go as a test of your love. Yeah. Anytime you want to prove your love, your treasure must go ahead more than your talk. I love you. What is I love you? People can spell it. People can say it. It doesn't have any meaning. People can say it in different languages. It has no meaning. Tell somebody, let the Lord feel your gold. I can't hear you. Tell somebody, let the Lord feel your gold. And the beauty of it in this church is I will teach something like this. And when I finish, I'm not doing fundraising. You have to understand. That your work with God is not an event. It's a process. And as you are moving from one level to another level, there are things God will be requiring of you and demanding from you. One of the things you'll be demanding from you as his child is the gold in your hands. Anytime you have gold in your hand, you must see God's portion in it. Money in your hand, lands in your hand. Why do you have a case of land and you have not given a portion to the church? The work of God. What, what do you want? You want to build an estate there so, so that the people will come there and become lesbians or something. Who evangelize them there? You must factor God into your gold. Praise the Lord. Factor God into your what? Into your gold. That's what will make your life golden. When we get to heaven, if, if you will ever get there by the grace of God. <laughs> ah, may you be there in Jesus' name. Some of you, when you get to heaven's gate, they will tell you, go back and bring the gold. It's like, you, you even, they gave you gold and you, you kept it somewhere. Some families have gold buried in the ground. 
And generations now, they are suffering out of poverty. Because somebody decided that, and now generations are coming. They don't even know where to go. And they are living in a poor house. And the house at the, at the base of the house is serious gold. Some are so evil that you can't even go near the gold. People who go near die. Eish. It's powerful. Why must you waste the gold here? These people came from far. It's a shame. It's a shame for a child of God when you will sit around the king, enjoy the king's presence, and you allow Maggie from the east to come and give their gold. I told you about a Muslim that drove a trailer full of cement to a church compound because the church was building. It's not a member, doesn't know the pastor. He saw the building coming up because he drives in that area. He said, wow. What is happening here? I hear it's a church. I don't go to church, but you people can have this. Muslim. He saw the star from the east. And let me tell you, do you know that they are also the seed of Abraham? Ishmael. That's why you can't stop the Muslims from having physical blessing. Material blessing. Because Muslims give more than Christians. If a Muslim goes to mosque, now Jihani said, But a Christian comes to church, now Jihani said, sorry. God have mercy, oh chai. Hey, there's still hope for the future. You shall be a different kind of Isaac in Jesus' name. Your life is meaningless when your gold doesn't touch the hand of the master. When your gold doesn't have impact, positive impact on the sustainer. See, this gold they gave to baby Jesus is what they used to sustain him. Right? They bought food for him. They bought clothing for him. They traveled with him. and all. Without Jesus, Herod was never chasing Mary. Was never chasing Joseph. Their life was peaceful. But once Jesus came into their life, they came under attack. And that is why gold was supposed to be there. So that people even maintaining and managing and doing the work of God will be sustained. So you are not useful to God. That's a, you come and sit. As a believer, No. God wants your treasure. So when you wake up to go to work, you have to see the God agenda in what you are trying to do. If you don't see the God agenda, why should God even keep you from all the accidents that people have been having on the road? All the juju that they have been putting in different seats for you to sit. Because God is also targeting the gold in your hand for the sustenance of his work. Here on earth, gold speaks. Bible says, money answered what? All things. And you see, there are two things here. Two things here. Bible calls it master. 
And the Bible says you cannot serve two masters. He didn't mention Satan. He said you can't serve God and serve what? Mammon. That's loving money more than God. You have made that money your God. And when you make gold your God, God will crash the gold. Plus, they are making the gold their God. That's money competes with God's authority more than Satan does. So, so you see that some people have empowered Satan because they love their money. Give me my money. Give me my money. (laughs) Money is what made Judas betray Jesus. When you are holding the money, you are betraying him. You can't say, I love him when you are holding the money. He sold Jesus for 30 pieces or 20 pieces of silver. Money. Joseph's brother sold him because of cash. People keep selling God, God's agenda, God's work, just because of money. Hey, anybody who cannot give God enough cannot say, I love God enough. And you are not poor. You are rich. And out of what God has given you, he expects you to give him. He's never asking you to go and steal. He's never asking you to go and rob anybody or do any legitimate thing to bring him. But he's opening doors for you. And he wants you to honor him back. Praise the Lord. It's my prayer that the time is coming, you give God acres of land. Hectares of land in Jesus' name. You will give God gold in the name of Jesus. Shout a better amen. It should be a joy for you to say that, wow, the church that was built, what have you done for your generation not to follow the devil? That's the question. What have you given? What have you done? What have you, what have you been planning to do? Do you have it in your heart? God told David, even because you have planned, David wanted to build for the Lord. But the Lord said, your hands are dirty. But since you have built it in your heart, it's okay. If you are a child of God, the, the temple, you build it in your heart before your hands can build. Since so you have a dream. If you have a dream that anytime the church says, we have gotten a land. You are going to bring something. I want to build it because inside your that's how God will now make things work for you to have that one million dollars for the first time. Because God knows that you are planned that you will give about five hundred thousand dollars. Are you here at all? I'm not preaching about the gift of the spirit this morning. We are not going to pray in tongues. I'm preaching about the church not going backwards. Because the gay people are coming. The lesbians are coming. They have heavy sponsorship. And you can't stop them. One day Obama made an announcement. Within 30 minutes. The gay community. The lesbian community. They gave him so much money for his campaign. That's how he won the second time. The church will be sitting there. will be praying in tongues. It's not tongues again no. The tongues, yeah, we use it to relate with the Lord. I love you, Jesus. When you finish, you go to the market. It's not tongue speak. <laughs> to have your foot on ground, it's not by tongues. When we came here, you, they don't mention church in this area. Everything, this, everything, that, everything, that, 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 that. 
Until now, God just grounded this area. They say some rich people's church. And we have not put the name of the church there. They say some rich people's church there. It is even a good advert for the Lord. Are you following now? Don't let you come to church and it's like, even the cars God allow people to park in front there. It's enough for the devil in the community to know that God is at work in this place. Because people have an idea that you serve God, you will run poor. You serve God, you are going nowhere. Are you here at all? A community like this, they believe that only people who have nothing to do with their lives are people who serve the Lord. But a church like this in this community, when you see intellectuals, corporate people coming to church with their car from work, blah, blah, you know that that thing is a myth. It's a lie. And you and I, we have a lot to prove to the devil, even in our evangelism. Yeah. In our evangelism. These days, to win souls, you know, is very expensive. Very expensive. That's why a lot of people are doing social gospel stuff. Social responsibility, social gospel. They are doing, they are building orphanage, they are building hospitals, they are building schools. They are doing a lot. Because people will not, the devil has helped people like that. And if they don't see your works, they don't follow your God. So many people are going into Eastern court because the Buddhists, they are very liberal. The Hindus, they are very generous. When I was growing up in Cape Coast, one guy like that, my peer, just a little older than me, he was attending um, Infant Swim College. The father used to work with information service. The next house was um, a, a Hindu president who was a lawyer. And they started evangelizing the young men in the community to Hindu. And so this guy joined. And his father said, for where? His father fought, fought, fought. Now threatened the guy. I, won't, I would disown him. I won't pay your school fees again. They used to live in the police um, quarters. The police court is here. The, the, the lawyers, this thing is here. The, the Hindu president said, don't worry. The boy is still a Hindu. That I won't pay your school fees. I will disown you. You know what? You know what? Why did it not work? The Hindu people were ready to even pay in advance. That time the boy was a day student. They took him to Borden. Yes. That one is not enchanting. It's not in the, our, our side is praying in tongue. Their own is chanting. Do they have to chant? Liquidity is power. It's what? Power. That's why the guy said, Daddy, you can disown me. <laughs> you can what? Disown me. Other people followed. Other people followed. This church, we can do more when we are rich. And God's treasure of riches is always in the bag of some wise people. That a sign that you are wise. You see, I can't say the other side of the word. But a sign that you are what? Wise. At least if you have read the Bible and you don't understand what that wise man there means. 
just take it on the surface that these were my dream before. Wise people, spiritual people. A sign that you are a wise believer is that you give gold to the work of God. Some people will not give that until they are on their deathbed with some strange sickness. And they will be telling God, if you heal me, if you heal me, oh, I'm going to give you so, so, and so. What is this money in my account even doing? God, heal me, oh. Me, I don't want to get to that level, oh. I don't want to chop my birthday before I do party. Every day must be party. It don't be so. Come on now. Are you with me here now? Hi. It's better to die healthy than die sick. Now you want to bribe God on your sick bed. Bribe God. God, you know, you, 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 just, do, you just do this. God, oh, yes. hey. Tell somebody, don't get there yet. Come on now. Tell somebody, don't wait till you get there. I can't hear you. Tell somebody, don't wait till you get there. If the land is inside the bush, bring we like. May the Lord bless you here. Your hand will handle gold in Jesus' mighty name. And that gold will be profitable to the work of God in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big clap of praise. Let's rise to our feet. Please, let's rise. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 877 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service. 9.30 a.m. for the second service and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.